Hello, Mr Barlow here, and welcome to the Philips Positive Podcast. This is a podcast put together to help the pupils, staff and parents delve into the world of mental health. Over the next few episodes, I will be interviewing different members of staff and pupils at Phillips High School and speaking about their mental health. With the crazy world we are living in at the moment, it is so important that we understand what mental health is. Every single person will go through some kind of mental health issue within their lifetime, which is totally normal, but it is how we deal with it that is important. I hope you enjoy the episode and thanks for listening. Okay, so hello to everybody listening. This is the second episode of the Phillips High School Positive Podcast. And today I am joined by a brand new member of staff, which is Mr. Brown, who is our safeguarding officer. Um, Hello, Mr. Brown. How are you? Hello, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah, very good. So I've just been speaking to you. I know you've had your first week at Phillips High School. Um, I know you don't come from a teaching background, so I bet it's been a little bit a little bit different for you, hasn't it? Yes, it's been strange uh, being in a school environment. I'm used to a sort of a popping into a police station and out in a police car, and then that's that's my day done. So it's been uh, yeah a lot different the past week. Yeah, amazing. So you was in the police for 14 years, is that right? Yes, um, I worked on response in uh, Lancashire uh, in Rosendale. Amazing. Um, so I spent 14 years doing um, sort of frontline policing. Wow. Um, sort of specialised in um, sort of uh, child protection over there um, and uh, ABE and or video interviewing uh, children. Um, so yeah, and I used to tutor uh, student officers as well uh, that came from a police school. Fantastic. So when so, did you when did you stop doing that and, and decided a career change was what you was going to do? Uh, well, my last arrest was three weeks ago. <laughs> um, but um, I, <laughs> um, I decided, um, so I've been locked down, um, that I've got two uh, young boys um, and uh, shift work... Um, isn't great when you've got a young family yeah um but i still wanted to continue sort of um working in a in a in a role where i'm still working with young people and helping people um so an opportunity came up with phillips high um and i've worked in lots of um sort of high pressure situations with families and, and young people and i was confident with that and i thought you know maybe my skills and experience from policing may be useful uh, in, in the safeguarding role uh, with the school. So um, I um, thought I'd give it a go, yeah. Fantastic, well, I'm sure you'll do a fantastic job and um, I'm sure the Phillips High school, school team will look after you really well. Um, so just touching on, um, I know we've had a brief uh, discussion over email about doing this podcast. Um, and I was quite like taken back of what you replied about your experience over lockdown. I mean, you, over this, this mental health podcast, we, we're trying to relate, you know, to mental health issues. And, and today we're going to be discussing about uh, your experience with stress in the police. 
for the past 14 years, but also about the tragedy that you had over lockdown, which is losing your father. Um, so, you know, it'll be really interesting to get your, your point of view of how it's been for you. You know, lockdown is such a, a very different normality than we used to. And for, to go through something like that must have been um, really, really tough for yourself and for your family. Yeah, well, um, about, well, um, so two weeks into March, uh, my dad got uh, poorly. Um, so he got admitted into hospital um, and um, they basically tested him and confirmed that he had COVID. So this was probably a week before uh, we went into lockdown. Um, and then basically the, the hospital staff said, uh, you know, there was, there was no treatment uh, for it. So it was just sort of prepared for the worst. Um, and because of lockdown, um, obviously, um, the rest of the family couldn't see uh, my dad to say bye-bye. So that was really hard. Um, and then, so I spent a week with him um, until he passed away. Um, and then it's been, it's been tough. Um, I know on the sort of my two young boys, you know, not being able to say bye to granddad and um, not being able to do the normal things. Cause normally, um, you know, if you lose somebody, you, you can go and maybe meet up with friends or arrange a funeral and just all this sort of usual stuff that, that you would normally do. Um, but obviously lockdown sort of sent everything just uh, in a different direction. And, um, you know, we still haven't been able to uh, organize the funeral. And um, I think at the beginning of lockdown, you're sort of restricted to, you know, only going out for one hour a day. So, even just going out for a walk or something like that was out of the question. And, yeah. um, you know, and then trying to, because uh, my boys are four and seven. So, um, you know, trying to explain to them what's happened and you're upset yourself and, yeah. you know, and then you can't, you can't sort of visit relatives and things like that. And um, so I took, um, I took a few weeks off work and um, so I went back to work and then that was strange and having to, um, uh, deal with policing in lockdown because the way we operated was, was different and then um, at, ironically one of my first week back was then dealing with a sudden death where somebody else had lost a relative so and then you sort of I suppose it made me more compassionate to them because I understood the grief they were going through because I was um, going through it myself I suppose and um, yeah so it's yeah. been tough yeah I am. Uh, I'm really sorry to hear that, and condolences go with you and your family as well. Um, in in terms of you know that is very very. I mean, the whole lockdown is very stressful anyway. For, but to go through something like that and not being able to use your your normal coping strategies, you know, you say you can only go out for an hour, you can't go out for a long bike ride or a run, or you know, just go out for a few hours on your own and and take some time away. What what kind of how did you tend to cope with that? Because it must have been really, really difficult for you and, and your family. Yeah, uh, well, I'm a, uh, I've got no brothers or sisters, so I sort of have to just sort of ring friends. Um, I'm a, a keen runner, um, so i normally part of a running club. Um, so that's obviously not been on either. Yeah. So, um, but pretty much, I think, um, within a couple of days of dad passing away, I went out you know, uh, 
went for like a run to try and clear my mind. Yeah. Um, I've got a really supportive, um, you know, wife that, you know, you can talk through things and say, yeah. you know, you know, we'll, we'll sort things out, we'll be okay. And, um, you know, speaking to, to relatives, I think um, my work was supportive, you know, um, I was, I was honest with them and said, you know, this has happened and, uh, you know, they, they were really supportive with me saying, you know, if you need some time, uh, you know, just, just come and speak to us. And I think it's just more yeah. about just, um, just, just getting all, you know, the concerns off my mind, you know, to my friends and things like that. And I think yeah. them sort of saying to me, you'll be all right, you'll be all right, sort of help me. Yeah, uh, deal with stuff. Yeah, and I, I think you bring up two really good points there of how to de- how to deal and cope with with any mental health issue is to you know have good hobbies. So you know, I know you you just said you're a keen runner. That's a really good hobby to have, and also to to open up and speak to people that you you love. You know, so you've got your wife, you've got your family, you've got your friends that you can speak to when you need to, and that's a really important thing to be able to do, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I think if, um, if I didn't have them and you sort of, um, sort of kept it to myself and, and things like that. And, um, you know, uh, it would have been more of a struggle, especially, you know, when you, you, you can't go out as much and, um, especially yeah. the fact that I couldn't organize a funeral and things like that, it, it, you know, it's, um, um, hard, but being able to explain, you know, uh, to family about it it does it does help yeah Yeah, definitely okay right well um if you don't mind we'll we'll start talking about the your police uh career um and i know you've said yourself that you've you've um you've gone through a lot of stress within the 14 years that you was in there so um looking back when did you kind of experience that you had an issue with stress and what was it kind of look what did your life look like back then um i, I think uh, the, the times where i sort of felt um you know most stress is, is is a sort of uh instance where that really affected me is, is it sort of instance where, where young children or um where, where you can go to uh instance where you can see children have been hurt or injured or something like that and um, it, you go into it and you kind of think, right, this is my job. I've got to protect this child. I've got to, you know, take the bad guy away or whatever. And um, but then when you go back to the station and, and you've done your job, and then you think, oh, um, you know, it just plays on your mind. Um, yeah. And when we go to a major incident, I mean, um, for example, um, I went to a, an arson whereby. Um, three members of the household um, household um, well severely burnt um, and we were doing CPR um, on two of the individuals and unfortunately uh, one passed away um, and at the time your adrenaline's going and you sort of um, you do what you need to do you do what you're trained for and things like that but then afterwards when you reflect you think well actually one of the children that were burnt in the fight you know is the same age as one of my children it makes you think oh actually you know um it just makes you want to go and like see your child and um afterwards we 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 do get offered some sort of like support some counseling to say you know do you want to talk about what you went through and um you know that's something that you know 
I did take up and um, it does help talking through and then yeah. you, don't, you don't just think, oh, uh, well, I've dealt with that job. You know, weeks later, I was wanting to know how is that child, you know. Yeah. You know, you, um, I almost wanted to see uh, the child to see that they, you know, they were okay, you know, they were recovering yeah. and, yeah. you know, because at the end of the day, even though you're a police officer, you're still human you're still a your mom or dad you know you're still yeah, yeah. you're not superhuman you're yeah. just uh, like anybody else so. yeah i mean what like uh, that type of job is it doesn't just finish at five o'clock does it or whenever you go home you take that work home with you and i guess that's probably in your mind all the time isn't it it's it yeah because you could go for an entire shift and maybe you know not much happens you just deal with like the odd bit of antisocial behaviour and then literally two hours before the end of your shift, you, you know, you've been sent to something where someone's threatening you with a knife or, you know, something like that. And you go from being quite like, you know, uh, calm to then having to, you know, get back up, up there again, you know, um, making sure you're safe and then you're keeping everyone else safe. And then, uh, you know, it's, it, it does, you sort of, your mind's going up and down, up and down all the time. And, um, I think uh, sometimes you can go for a whole shift and then when you get home, you're just exhausted. Yeah. Um, just, you know, not, not just physically exhausted, but mentally exhausted. And, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Um, in terms of like, did you have any major symptoms when you was, you know, stressed? Did you, did you struggle to sleep or, you know, what, what, did, what did it feel like? Yeah. Um, yeah, sometimes, you know, you, you would get, um, you have sleepless nights thinking about things or um, just sort of uh, withdrawn or, almost. So yeah. if you're sort of on edge all, all day, an entire shift of responding to like emergencies um, and then you, you come home from a, a shift and then, you know, your children want to play football in the garden or something like that. I'd be sometimes just mentally exhausted from being up there for, you know, a 12 hour shift. Yeah. And, um, I'd sit and veg out, you know, um, and then just fall asleep. Just lethargic, I suppose. Yeah. Um, tired, um, you know, and um, uh, yeah, I, sp I suppose it's just being lethargic and, and tired and, yeah. Just withdrawn almost, yeah. Do you think, um, I understand, I know you've been through the trauma of lockdown, but do you think lockdown has made you realise, do you know what, I've got, a, I've got a family here and life is not all about work and everything like this. You know, you're not around forever, your children aren't around forever. You've got to make sure that the time you spend with them is quality time. Has that made you think differently, do you think, lockdown? Well, this is why I'm at uh, Phillips High now. Um, I yeah. sort of, um, I saw, I love the police. Um, you know, I love the job. Um, I kind of saw myself staying there, you know, right through to retirement. But yeah. um, sort of the loss of my dad uh, allowed me to sort of think about things and kind of think, well, actually, um, those football matches that I can't take my children to, you know, um, those weekends where. Uh, I can't do things with my wife or go away with the family, things like that yeah, um, do matter to me. And I thought, you know, um, I still want to help people. I still want to do something. And I kind of thought, well, you know, um, a job whereby I can still do that, 
but then equally uh, I can have a better work-life balance. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and it is a, a massive decision for me to, to give up a 14-year career, but um, and I know I've, made, I've, I've been at Phillips now for a week and, um, you know, my, my, my boys are like amazed, see me every evening and, and, and my wife's happy. So um, it, it, it has, I think, what happened with my dad and lockdown has completely changed my perspective on uh, what yeah. I want out of life. And I think that's the same for a lot of people as well during lockdown. It's made them realise what is important actually in life. You know, people have started to work a lot more from home, seeing family rather than being in the office 12 hours a day. You know, you've got your own family. Um, so I think that's, you know, a common theme, isn't it, over, over lockdown? Um, so I, my next question was going to be, was this something that triggered the stress? But I kind of guess you've already answered it in, in terms of what you saw every day in the police. It was, you know, a very stressful environment. Um, were there days where you felt you couldn't cope with it? Or was you always, you always think it's, you know, I am stressed, but I, I'm okay. Um, I don't think I ever got to the point where I thought I couldn't cope. Um, I think uh, there were times I get, frustrated um yeah i think um but i suppose you can get like that with 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 any job really um but um i, I suppose um it's almost um i think unhealthy in some ways to be in that sort of like sort of hyperactive sort of mindset uh you know because uh, because ordinary with, with life you know, you'd only get into that sort of like state of mind. Maybe when you go on like a roller coaster, or yeah. you know, if um, I don't know, someone makes you jump or something like that. And I, I just kind of think, in the police, you are literally in the, in a police car with a radio, waiting for you know the next. You never know what you're going to face, and, you, and yeah. you're constantly in that state. And I think it can be uh, massively impactive on you your physical and your and your mental health definitely um yes. and you know um but there are there are um services offered um you know to to officers if they are in, yeah. in you know struggling with, with things and um yeah but uh yeah so yeah. so say um just an example you go out to work you're in a really really stressful situation you've had a stressful shift what how, what did you do to overcome the feeling and how did you try and make that better? Um, I, I suppose um, for me is, is sort of uh, trying to find time in a shift to sort of talk to your teammates, yeah. you know, always being there for your teammates. So, um, you know, I suppose if, if you can try and find time on, you know, on your breaks and things like that to, to, to talk about actually, you know that was that was really tough, wasn't it? And then I suppose if somebody else is, can, can sort of say to you, "Oh, yeah, yeah, it was," you know, um, you just talk it together. I think, and I think, I think being part of a team helped, you yeah. know. Um, and then you know, if I if I'd go home, obviously I couldn't go into ins and outs of uh, incidents, um, you know, for for confidentiality reasons but you know I could talk generally with my wife I've had a tough shift and uh, you know you know the family are always supportive of me and things like that yeah. and um, yeah. 
uh, you know, or you, our, you know, as sergeants and inspectors that you could, you know, say actually, you know, um, you could speak to if you're struggling with things. And yeah, yeah. So I think you, know, you, like, you you say how important it is, isn't it, to open up and tell people. You know, you might be feeling a little bit stressed, or you, you want to speak to someone about it. And like you say, a team in in terms of a school that could be your friends, uh, it could be your teachers. You know, it could be anybody in the school, couldn't it? You know, we're all one team. We all work together to try and to try and improve, don't we? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're obviously we're talking about stress today, and there's a lot of stress that goes in high schools. You know, you've got you, the stress of I don't know, trying to be the one that fits in, trying to have the stress of finding friends. You might get to an age where you want to to meet, I don't know, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, whatever it may be. You've got the stresses of exam pressures because, you know, we want them to do really, really well. And then that puts pressure on them. Um, 60% of people have said that they have felt stressed by pressure to succeed and the overwhelmed and unable to cope. Um, so in terms of stress, I wrote down some things that I thought I do, you know, when I feel a little bit stressed, I come home from work, maybe you can listen to music, do physical activity. You know, I like to go to the gym. I like, I like to go running myself. And I know you were talking about running, um, reading, I, th I think is a great one, you know, just to sit down in, um, in a quiet place and get in a good book and just relax. You know, I, I, I know a lot of pupils, not just at our school, but at any school now, spend a, a lot of time in front of a screen, whether it's a phone, an iPad or a games console. And some of the games that they play in are very stressful in itself. So they're not getting that chance to just relax and calm down and just think about, you know, their day or, or how they are feeling. Um, meditation, again, mindfulness. And also something that I started to do at the start of lockdown was yoga. So are they some things that you think you've tried in the past that you think are good ways to cope in with stress? Yeah, my favourite thing to do is literally to put, um, you know, some, some um, uh, what do you call them, the, uh, well, the headphones in basically, whack yeah. on like a podcast or some music and then yeah. just off, you know, just get off um, out of the way you know, on a run. Um, you know nothing nothing dramatic no like you know uh intense running just just going out for a long run clear my mind and yeah um you know literally after um i lost my dad literally two days later i was up out up um i'm quite lucky where, where i live i can just get up into the hills and yeah you mate. know just just um just get away from everything and you know just relax um because i think sort of just staying in the in the house and you know, watching, you know, TV is not necessarily um, helpful for me. Yeah. Um, and then you, your mind then, overplaying, isn't it? You're thinking about the things, you know, and it's, I bet it's tough. Yeah. Um, and then more, more re sorry, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, and then, no, no, and then more, more recently, um, sort of the running club that I'm part of, uh, you know, we're back operating now. So it's been quite helpful, actually, starting the new, the job, new job in the school. Um, so to be able to meet up with like random people and just be able to like just yeah you know just talk about it to say you know wow you know I've I've, I've left you know the police have started this new job and just be able to like just have a laugh with people and just you just yeah. forget about your stresses just 
yeah. talking, you know, to, to, you know, random people, you know, it's, it's great. Yeah. I think um, exercise is the best form of medication you can ever, ever take. You know, yeah. I, I, I've seen it myself where, I don't know, say a couple of years ago, I sat down in my office to do a bit of, a bit of work and I just could not concentrate. My mind was on other things. So I thought I'm going to go to the gym for an hour. Went to the gym, came back, and I was, you know, my work was just spot on. I did it all straight away because your mind's clear. Um, so, yeah, I think exercise is such an important thing. So maybe you could pop down to the PE department and do some sessions with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I was training for uh, the Bolton Marathon oh. uh, prior, to, prior to lockdown, but uh, lockdown scuppered my, uh, my plans, yeah. yeah so yeah. I need to build my strength with the uh, with the running as well so yeah well, when we get that. when we get back there is going to be a staff fitness on once a week so if you if you want to get involved then feel free yeah yeah i'll get involved yeah definitely excellent okay so just a, a, a final few things how important do you think it is to open up about mental health issues and if you're feeling i don't know anxious a little bit low you're feeling depressed or you know really stressed out and you feel as if you can't cope how important do you think it is to open up and speak about these problems to other people? It's massively important, massively important. Um, I mean, I'll use an example from uh, when I was a child. Um, I grew up as a, a carer for my uh, mum and dad. Yeah. Um, and I think back then I was very much um, was sort of like keep all my problems in. Uh, as a result of that, I did used to suffer with um, migraines and um, just sort of being really, really uh, withdrawn. Um, and I think that was sort of picked up by uh, the doctor when I was very young to say, you know, yeah. this, you know, you've got an immense pressure looking after, because my mum had a stroke, you see. Uh, so I, I was sort of looking after her when being a young age and um, as a, as a result of that, it meant that I went to speak to uh, sort right. of, uh, somebody every week. Yeah. And then, you know, as a result of that, uh, the migraine stopped. Uh, I felt much better. So from then, uh, I sort of learned to, um, that I must speak about any issues, you know, as I get bigger. Oh, this is my, uh, <laughs> my youngest. <laughs> Amazing. So, um, uh, yeah, you, you you say you that um, you know you when you was a young boy you didn't open up, but that is not uncommon, is it? That's not uncommon. That is so common that people keep their emotions inside and they don't feel comfortable opening up because there's this stigma about you know I might be classed as a weak person or people are going to laugh and make fun of me, and and that is not the case. You know, if you open up and ask for that help, people are always willing to to help you and be by your side and, and hopefully try and make you feel a bit better. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think you can be the, the, the toughest person in the world. I've, I've, you know, some of the officers in the police are like ex boxers, yeah. you know, uh, ex soldiers, you know, tough, tough guys, you know, and um, they've all struggled with, um, you know, mental health. Um, I spent a few years in the TA um you know and then some of them went on to join the regulars that sort of thing and you know ptsd is a huge sort of thing you know at the moment and uh you know people of all walks of life are encouraged to you know 
go and speak to somebody, don't yeah. keep it in. Otherwise, you know, you, your problems can sort of manifest and, and get yeah. worse. And, yeah, you know, um, it just makes you feel so much better just sort of like discussing your problems with people. And yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. And, and mental health is never going to improve, is it, unless you do find, take that step to, to think, you know what, I, I, I do need to find some help and open up. Um, yeah. So just uh, lastly, um, if you could give yourself a piece of advice, so from when you was in the police and what you, to where you have come now, um, or to somebody that is maybe in school at Phillips or wherever they're listening to this podcast and they're going through something similar, what advice would you give them to help them improve? If you're struggling with something in life, uh, you mustn't just try and muddle through just thinking, oh, I'll cope, I'll cope, I can handle it. Um, because until you're honest with yourself and, and open up and speak to somebody, anybody, you know, um, a teacher you trust, uh, a friend, a parent, you know, whoever, you know, you, you won't feel better, you know. Uh, you, might, you might feel as though you're sort of on top of it. Um, but, you know, as time goes on, um, you know, things will just get worse and worse and worse. And, um, yeah. Brilliant. You know, the only way you're going to feel better is by uh, speaking to people. And, you know, they can give you, you know, if, even them just listening to you just makes you feel better. You yeah. know, not, they can't give you like a, can't give a miracle cure, but, you know, just you getting it off your chest, you'll think, you know what I mean? I've, I've told somebody now. Um, yeah, the whole weight, what I'm going through. Yeah, whole weight's off your shoulders, isn't it? You've let it out uh, and it, it makes you feel a whole lot better, doesn't it? Yeah, so speak to somebody. Yeah. yeah. Right, Mr. Brown, thank you so much. Just for those that are listening, if you are listening to this and something we have spoke about seems similar within your life, please make sure that you do speak up. There are plenty of people... Uh, and organisations at Phillips High School that you can contact, such as Place to Be. Uh, you can get a one-to-one -one meeting and, and go through there. That's fantastic. Mr Brown, thank you so much. Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your summer, and I will see you very soon. I, I'm in work tomorrow, so are you, in, are you around work tomorrow? I'm there tomorrow, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. I will see you soon. Take care of yourself. Yeah. See All you. Right. Bye. Thank you very much. Yeah. Take care. Bye. No problem.